0: And so then I started to look into what is an entrepreneur. And if this boy that I dated thought that entrepreneurship was so at odds with motherhood, mm-hmm. then like, what is actually Hot. an entrepreneur? And you want to know what? If you do a study of entrepreneurship, do you want to know what the role of an entrepreneur it is? It is to literally enable, to make things that you couldn't do before possible, and to provide opportunity. And oh my gosh, like I remember the moment that that became clear for me when all of a sudden, I realized that parenthood literally equals entrepreneurship.
1: You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Think a Different Theory. My name is Josh Forty, and I've got to say this episode, I do not know where it's going to go. It's gonna be super, super fun. I am very excited. You guys know, and I've said it pretty much every single person I've ever interviewed ever. Um, I only bring on cool people. I bring on people that I would actually sit down and have a conversation with that I would actually want to learn from. And we try to bring out a side of them that you would not normally hear. Um, this next guest just informed me that right after this interview, she has another interview and I'm like, definitely going to be cooler this interview than it is the next one. <laughs> so um, basically when I say that to tell you guys that like, I don't take these interviews lightly. The content that I put out is very thought through and uh, we put a lot of time into it. Putting out three episodes a week is not a, an easy task, but, um, By the time you guys are listening to this, I am somewhere around the globe, somewhere. So keep in touch, or or, or visit Instagram or YouTube or wherever to see where I'm at. But uh, we're we're batching these ones out. It is an absolutely glorious day. It's supposed to be the last nice day here in Omaha, and it is a crystal clear blue sky, but it is super, super windy. But uh, without further ado, guys, this next interview is by. She actually didn't give me like any bio or anything for me to read off of. Maybe she did my team, but I don't have it in front of me. But she is someone who. I had no idea who she was until a couple months, about a month ago, a month and a half ago. I had heard of the company that she runs, ClickFunnels Design School, but didn't really know much about it. And then I met her at Steve Larson's OfferMind and we instantly hit it off and we're friends and we're like, hey, we should know each other because you're cool, I'm cool, let's be friends. That was her saying that, of course, not me. <laughs> um, and, uh, but none other than Catherine Jones, Catherine... Welcome to Think Different.
0: Theory. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be here. And just to solidify what you said earlier, I do have another interview after this. But psh, I, they, they, they
1: get, they get the crumbs. You know, you got, you're getting all the goods here, all the goods. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? We try to do that. And I'm guessing that, like, I don't know what they're interviewing you for. I haven't, I have no context around it. But usually, when people like you get interviewed, it's like, hey, how do you make money? How do you, how did you build a business? All that type of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For yeah, sure. Well,
1: that's not gonna be this. So get ready, <laughs> buckle in, because we're about to bring some stuff out of you that most people have never heard before. So, and
0: that's why I like hanging out with you. That, that's right. That was where the "you're cool, I'm cool, we should be friends" thing came from.
1: That's right, because <laughs> we just do things a little bit different. We think differently. We do things differently. We understand things differently. That's what think different theory is all about. I love it, Catherine. How you been?
0: Oh my gosh, I am doing. I am doing so good. I have been traveling all over the place. I literally just got back yesterday. From Houston, I was speaking at an event. and I saw that all over was, Instagram. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. I I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think um, having a having a big online business and interacting with like thousands of people every day, it, it's really fun. But sometimes you forget that. I don't know. It's just fun to see people in in real life and be like, oh my gosh, like I know you. How are you? And so it was. Right. It
1: was just amazing to be there. I, and I think that's super interesting too, because like one of the things that. I have noticed, and I've talked about this before uh, on different interviews, but I'd be curious to know your thoughts on it. Like, it's weird having an audience mm-hmm. because, like, it's this new kind of fame. Because it's not really fame, right? Like, we're yeah. not like mainstream Hollywood famous by any means. But like, mm-hmm. I know for me, there's quite a few people, and and I say this with as much humility as I can. Like, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn here, but like, just through the nature of what I do, naturally, I've gar- garnished an audience, and I've been very intentional about that. But when you have an audience, it's very different than just running a business. Because when you're running a business, right? Like, I always compare it Like look at Russell Brunson versus Sam Ovens. Mm-hmm. Sam Ovens is famous because he's made millions and millions and millions of dollars and he's helped a lot of people and direct customers. But I wouldn't really say that Sam Ovens has really started a movement, right? Sam Ovens, you, you know, like, he doesn't go to events at all, but like, Kim compared to Russell, like Russell's going to draw a much more big, you know, a much bigger crowd. And that's the same thing is true. Like when you just have a small business, like I, I don't make millions of dollars, but when I walk into a room or to an event at, you know, everything versus someone that has made millions of dollars, but is not famous. Those are two very different things. You know what I
0: mean? So, oh, I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, I think with that, there's a lot different, uh, responsibility. Yeah. Almost um because I think I, I love what you use the term movement and I think that's something that I'm actually like really passionate about People ask me all the time like what's your end game? Like what do you want to do? And I think I'd be pretty naive to be like as so I'm 28 years old to be as a 28 year old woman and be like This is what I want my life to look like when and for the right. next 60 years I mean like I look at opportunities that have been presented to me in the last six weeks that like right. I don't even know I didn't even know that was like, you know what I mean available to me and so um, I think that'd be like again pretty ignorant of me to be like, Oh, this is what I'm going to do. But I do think the thing that is super impactful when I, when I look at, I think what it takes to have impact, I think it's like money. You have, you have money, you have time and you have influence. Right. And I think influence is probably the biggest lever of all of those. Mm. And so, yeah. So when I look at all the things that, you know, I want to do that, I do know I want to do, I think the catalyst for the success of all of those is having some element of influence. And I love what you said, like, you don't have to be pushing a million dollars a month to have some crazy Influence. I mean, like people are like weirdly fangirl over you and I because they've interacted with us. I mean, like literally yesterday, somebody came to my door, FedEx guy, and he was like, "Hey, like is Catherine Jones here?" And I'm like, "Guys, yeah. like can you sign for a package?" It was like a fatty package, and I was like, "Yeah." And I'm I'm trying to think. I'm like, what did I order? What did I right, order? And sometimes right, right. You, you do that. Sometimes I'm like, and sometimes time. it's fun. I'm like oh right. I forgot. Anyway, like literally, like somebody's trying to dream one hundred me, and they like sent me this like awesome. Like, essentially, it's like an audio microphone, AV. System. That's awesome. I looked it up. It's like 250 bucks. And then like the That's day so before, cool. I know. And like the day before, like, again, it's it's kind of awesome when people are trying to dream 100 you, one, because yeah. you get a lot of cool stuff. But right. I also think too, um, I, I just think it's really, I, I just think it's validation of the concept that influence is, um, it really is a catalyst for change and yeah. improvement. So I, and I
1: think- Like, I think that, like, what you said there too about there being a lot of responsibility with that too is very important because, like, we're moving into a new era of the internet and of social media influencers. So, like, when I got started three years ago, like, I've grown to manage five million followers on social media. So, Mm -hmm. like, when I got started, anybody could go and become famous. Like, literally anybody, like a 10 year old could literally start posting on Instagram and get like 100,000 followers. It was so easy, right? But now we've gotten to the point where the market, is pretty saturated now. I'm not saying there's not opportunity. There's massive, massive opportunity. But what I'm saying is that you have to be a lot more intentional with what you're doing, right? And so with that, I feel like, like in order to be big, you do have to be intentional. It, it's it's hard to get famous on accident or have influence on accident anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every like your YouTube stars, okay, whatever. But like in business, particularly, right? So if you are famous or if you are I don't even want to say famous, if you have influence, right, mm-hmm. you know what you're doing. And yeah. if you're not being good, like the alternative to good is, I don't want to say bad or evil, but like, it's its not too terribly difficult to have influence now, right? Like with, with the internet and everything that is there. Mm-hmm. So you have a like, you have a responsibility to be ethical with what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like you have a responsibility to understand that like people are following you for a reason. If you're doing dumb stuff, like I can't tell you how many times like, I'm like, "Ah, I want to do this, but that would actually probably be a bad idea. Not only because it's a bad idea, but also like how would everybody else, like how would that be come off or be portrayed? Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I try to still be myself, but it does make me second guess things or, or, or really think through to the second and third and fourth levels of, you know, um, uh, what's that called? The effects the of mm-hmm. like the repercussions of what you think and do. Because if I'm mean to someone in the store, like I shouldn't be mean to him anyway, right? But if I'm in a bad mood or whatever, and I'm about to snap, I just go, you know what? My life is on the internet. And if somebody catches this, like my my whole career could be ruined. And it's like okay. almost like a second or third level of protection or like just it helps me think through things. And on the flip side of that, like you've got to really, like when you stand for something, and when you're polarizing, mm-hmm. that builds an audience. So you got to yep. really be about what you're about. I think that that breeds a whole new level of responsibility that most people don't understand. You know what I mean? Well,
0: and something that I think is really, really smart about you in terms of this word of like intentionality is yeah. I, like what you said, like it's hard to get famous. And the reality of the, the, the matter is that like, there still are viral stars, right? Like right, right. who are they? They become viral. But I think the game, the name of the game now is longevity. Right. I mean, yeah. You're you're in your 20s. I'm. You're in your mid-20s. I'm in my mid-20s. Like, and, and it just... I, I think if we're looking to have the impact that we really want to have, it's like, hey, cool. You want to know what? Like, yeah, Josh can go be a jerk to somebody in the store and maybe he'll get some coverage because it's like, hey, look at what a jerk he is and your stuff's going to spike, but then right. you lose the game after that. And so I think I think this game of longevity is so important in terms yeah. of like acting to the truest version of yourself, but also um, in terms of intentionality, like I think if we're really seeking to have impact, it's not only... Um, like the amount of people that we have impact over, but like what we're actually doing with them. I can't tell you how many people have come to me um, with people that have five, six, 10, 20 times more followers and social yeah. media following than me that, that are like, I'm broke. Yeah. Like, like can I not even like, can I sell your course to my people, not even like a joint venture. They're like, can I take your course? I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's just because again, like what you've said, there has to be some level of intentionality around what is this type of influence that you're building and so i think you have to be true to yourself and you also have to be smart on the back end yeah. to give some runway so that you can actually push significant and meaningful content or content to these people but if you're broke it just, it just it's it doesn't go that far you, is, you're going to you're going to run out
1: yeah. yeah it it really is like and it sucks to see so many broke influencers out there mm-hmm. yeah like sucks for them but like quite frankly if you're an influencer and you're broke i don't really have any sympathy for you. You know what I mean? Like you, if you've got an audience, you should be able to monetize it first and foremost, yeah. and you should do that. And that, that comes with a level of responsibility. But like, if you're broke and, and leading people, I feel really bad for the people you're leading. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're like leading them astray. And like, I, I, I'm, I mean, I know you're, you're Mormon, right? Yeah. I'm Christian, you're Mormon. So a very similar release there. Like there's a verse in the Bible that's like um, the leaders in particular, talking about pastors in this context, but like mm-hmm. those who lead are going to be judged that much more, right? Yeah. So like at the end of your life, if you lead millions of people astray, or hundreds of thousands of people astray, or even tens of thousands of people like astray, and you're a liar, a manipulative, around all that, like you're going to be judged that much more, and like yeah. you're going to be held accountable for that. And like even if you're not religious, like I think that you know, call it karma, call it energy, call it you know whatever it is, like it, it's a pretty real thing in the universe. Like it's going to yeah. come back to bite you for so you know afterwards. But so I think that that is super super important. Well, but,
0: maybe you oh, could tell I'm me sorry. if you've had this experience before. I think another thing for me in terms of uh being authentic to myself is I mean I've I I am in my mid-20s, but I've been on the internet for a while, right? Yeah. And stalked people and have found people to be mentors and I've watched a ton of their mm. programs and ton of their course content. And then kind of as I've grown, I mean, I've either been to events with them or I've shared stages with them. And it is it has been a fascinating experience for me to see which one of them are kind of the same offline as they are on yeah and sometimes it's not sometimes it's not necessarily bad they're just you know they can they can turn on marketing mode and they're really good in front of the camera and then AKA they're like, russell <laughs> yeah uh, well i don't even know with him like i, I i've even We're, had conversations with him and i i think he is as true blue as they come kind of no russell. but what
1: i mean is that he seems very extroverted online and then you meet yes. the person he's the most he'll literally just be like.
0: Totally. And that's the right. thing. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, cause I'm even the right. same. Like, I'm like, I need to go, I need to go, uh, I need to go recharge in my hotel room by myself. Yeah, but yeah. I, think I have met certain people that, um, seem to almost be like a little bit fraudulent online. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And again, like I, uh, I, I, and I think I remember the first time that that happened, it was, um, I think I was a little bit naive to that and it was actually pretty devastating because it was somebody that I'd like really looked up to, Uh. given a lot of money to and had patterned a lot of my business and how I operated. Um, by them. And it just really kind of made me second guess. Everything you're not going to call was,
1: them out here? You're not gonna I, I sure am right? not. Oh, no, okay. I'm not. Okay. And, <laughs> and
0: um, but, but I am so grateful for that experience. And like the reality of the matter is like everybody has things. Right. Like everybody right, has things. Sure. Everybody's broken. And even if you're not broken, you are broken because you think you're not broken. Like we're all working on our stuff. And um, and I and I love that. Like I'm like a huge advocate for therapy. I'm a huge advocate. For yeah. It has absolutely transformed my life and like my family's. But, um, anyway, but like this first experience, especially like, it was so crushing for me to like, see how they treated other people in real life. And I just remember being like, I will never be like that. Like oh, I,
1: that's
0: good. I will like, it it just kind of burned this fire within me that I, yeah, I just think that I, um, I think again, there is a responsibility to, um, like if you're gonna play a game online, you gotta play the game in life. Right, and right. No, for really sure. Really true to to who you are. And so again, I'm I'm so grateful for like amazing examples. Like um, like again, meeting you a month ago, I was like, Yep, he's as cool offline as he is online. Oh, Russell That's Brunson awesome. has been one for me. Katie Richardson. Oh, um, I love
1: know. Katie. She's so cool. Same.
0: Uh, again, just back
1: for the show, by the way. She's coming uh, on.
0: Let's go. Um, I know. her husband Ben. Have you met Ben before? Yes. yes. Epic. Like ben, absolutely awesome. epic human beings. And, um, again, like I am so grateful, like they, they, those have really been like huge mentors in my life and they, they have no modes. There's not selling mode. There's not presenting mode. There's not parenting mode. Like Katie Richardson is just Katie Richardson. That's Mm. it. And I, and anyway, I've just been like super inspired by that. And I think that that is something that I really tried to uphold, um, as a, as a, you know, quote unquote influencer online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I want to though... Okay, so I want to shift gears because I know we still have plenty of time left, but like, I have questions for you. Let's go, yeah. I want to dive deep and like bring out some stuff. So I think you guys, for those of you listening, I think you guys have gotten the kind of feel for the type of person that Catherine is. She's fun and outgoing. And even though she's a major introvert, she claims. I I still have my skepticism on whether or not that's true. But um, let's back up though, because I did... Actually, you mentioned that you stalk people, right? Oh, big time, yeah. Of course, I think we all do. Did you stalk me? Of course. Okay, yeah, I, I definitely stalked you a little bit, especially especially once I knew that you were coming on. I was like, okay, I, I really gotta like do my homework here um, yeah. because we run in the same circles a lot. So if there's any dirt, I want to bring it up. No, just um, <laughs> yeah, but, expose me. Yeah, all right, right. But no, so one of the things that I, I did a lot of on is we were you know chit chatting about your program and whatnot. And anytime that someone's in the funnel world and they claim to be good at funnels, I instantly go stalk them, no matter who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, okay, there's people that can sell funnels. And there's mm-hmm. people that can build funnels, right? Yeah. And, uh, especially if they're not like huge and by huge, I mean like if they're not Steve Larson, Russell right. Big, right? In the funnel world, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like, do you really know your stuff? So I started kind of to talk a little bit about like your, your training and ClickFunnels Design School, which by the way, incredible, um, congratulations on ClickFunnels mm-hmm. Design School, um, but one of the things that I, I saw in a video that you had done was you kind of went through this transitionary period of your life, mm-hmm. and I want to kind of talk a little bit more about that because I've gone through something similar. It sounded like, or at least a little bit similar, um, mm-hmm. and and have kind of been for the last I feel like eight, eight or nine months that this year for me has been whew, a a year of change. It, 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 you know, with my brother passing away and like just a, a lot of things happening. So you had said that. You were just still at one point, like you kind of canceled everything. You're very still. You prayed, you listened, and you lived off savings, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what happened then? What got you to yeah. that point? Like, what was going on inside you? And yeah, we can talk about business, but I want to know, like, you, like, what was going through your head, the, the personal development changes, the struggles that you were going through that led you ultimately to getting to ClickFunnels Design School.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Um, and I think that's such a good question because it really is like twofold. I think there was like a really personal journey and then there was more of a business journey for me to kind of do that. And like you said, again, so I, um, I've been doing marketing. I had, I just launched a book and became a number one bestseller, which kind of gave me a little bit of, you know, fame, which we love that. uh, Hold on. Sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. Before you dive into anything. Yeah. When did you first start on the internet?
0: First start for real, probably like
1: 2014. So you've been doing this for like five years or so?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you in your 28 now. So about 23 years old, roughly, is when you kind of hopped on here.
0: Yeah. And okay. I would say I like royally sucked at the internet, though, for like the first two and a half years. Like, you know, I just, it was just... Welcome to the internet. I mean, I, yeah, it just, I really right, was yeah. not that good. It was pretty like marginal successes here or there. And then about um like end of 2015, beginning of 2016, like I had... I had literally like, I love Steven Larson. Now he's like, I've launched like 84 different, whatever things. Like, I'm like, I relate to that so much.
1: Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Was, like
0: going, going. And I think I had enough failures. All of a sudden I was like, oh, I see how this works. And anyway, so I'd launched this book and I started to get pretty good at marketing. I was doing marketing consulting. I didn't even know about funnels yet. Discovered ClickFunnels, uh, became apps. Like I actually looked into the software. I was like, software okay. I was like lead pages junkie. And then mm. I read dot com secrets and then I was like, oh, freak, this stuff is brilliant. I like chucked everything out. Nice. There became a certified partner with ClickFunnels. And so I got really good at building funnels and, um, and kind of understanding. And again, I was just this like voracious studier of how these things work. So yeah, I started because to- you're,
1: a, you're an introvert and you like, I, yes, slam yourself in a room and go inside of a book.
0: Yes, Ugh. I know. I loved it. Like, truly. <laughs> I like there were, there was like, like summer, like when I d- discovered the internet, like I was like, oh my gosh, like truly stayed in my head. Like, I would go from work for, to seven to two and then two to 2 a.m like all day long on the internet and it yeah, was amazing same, same. Okay. and my friends were like are you okay and I was like just please just please
1: support me in this yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I'm on to something here D- don't, don't tell me I'm failing I know yes. it looks like it just just let me do my thing and still love you.
0: um anyway so I had built this agency and um and then kind of came this moment when I decided to be still and and again I think the the reason for that happening was twofold and um in terms and I actually want to go the personal one first because then the business yeah still yeah let's start there. But um, yeah, to be really vulnerable, it's actually super funny that you asked me this question. The first time that I shared this story was this weekend at this event. So like, yes. you were second yes. ever told you. Yes. This is probably good. I got, hey, I got. Think different up.
1: theory exclusive. <laughs> oh, well, I exactly. got. Exactly. this is good. But... I'm
0: like, I'm ready to be like super vulnerable. All anyway, right. so I was um, dating a boy. As okay. all okay,
1: okay, that's a seen. great open. I can't wait to hear this. But- <laughs> con I I need some timeline context okay how old how long ago
0: it's 2016 so this is about three years ago yeah three years ago I was almost 25 years old
1: you're almost 25
0: yes and I had just launched my best-selling book and I was like just like I it it was when I was first making money
1: okay like I've been
0: struggling struggling and all of a sudden like I was doing it you know
1: first making money you mean like a couple hundred grand or like a couple milli
0: no, 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 no. Like probably like um that year I pushed like almost six figures. Okay,
1: okay, got cool. But
0: like, so I was like, and I had um because I was like bad at the internet, um, this first year I actually had a full time job as well. And this whole thing mm. was just on the side. Okay. And so okay. this was kind of the first year that I had out earned everything that I did, which was kind of the catalyst for my business change. But anyway, it, I started dating right? this guy okay. and I realized that I had a voice online. I realized that I had some things that I could do. I was starting to help other people get results. And um, anyway. I meet this guy at a wedding reception, actually, and um, I we like instantly connected. I don't know if you've ever had that with somebody For sure. where mm-hmm. it was like, uh, like not love at first sight, but you like meet them and you're like, oh, yeah, like that person's gonna be in my life. You're
1: cool, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and um, like almost immediately started dating, and mm. um, he was epic. I mean, super intelligent and just like aggressively inquisitive, which is my love language, mm. <laughs> and um yeah i mean like he was amazing day one and he really like kept up the gig which we, we love that for ourselves and so we dated for about eight or nine months and we kind of started to have the first conversations of like do we maybe want to like get married right and um for me i thought it was awesome and so he actually brought up he was like hey like i'd like to talk about um like maybe what would it look like for us to get married And i'm like oh yeah for sure <laughs> like i'm totally down with that <laughs> like, let's go i'm like i'm waiting for this at the most of the day We Uh, met. And so we start having conversations, start having conversations. And then a few weeks later, he goes, Listen, like, actually, I want to talk about maybe like our future a little bit more. And I said, Yeah, for sure. And again, like I'm all, I'm all about this. I'm like, Yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) I'm like, I already have my my dress picked out, sure. And um, and he's like, I uh I actually have come to a conclusion. And I said, Yeah, sure, what is it? And he goes, I have to say that I question your ability to mother because of your business aspirations. And wow. as like a little bit of context, I grew up as the second of eight children in my family. Mm-hmm. And um, because I was the second oldest of eight kids, I like really helped raise a lot of them. And so like up until I left for
1: college, I wait, was the second of eight kids of eight. Oh my gosh. Same, There's a lot of us. Continue.
0: So yeah. So like up until I left college, I mean, like I was like, changing diapers and right. doing homework and doing baths and getting clothes ready and ironing clothes for church and like and um and it was it's actually fine like my mom and i were doing like the numbers the other day i was like mom like how many diapers do you think I've changed in my life and oh my and God. we i think i'm close to four four thousand diapers wow. so like i people might have more kids than me but i think i've out diapered a lot of people
1: dang that's crazy anyway,
0: but the thing about it is like my mom and again i could like go on a tangent about her but she really is one of the most extraordinary women that i've ever met and so me like playing i think a pretty major role in like helping my siblings it was it, i never minded it in fact i actually really loved it because i got to spend time with my mom
1: oh and, okay
0: and um and so like from a very early age and like if you met my mom like the 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 greatest adjective she's magical like mm. super connective and um like voracious learner she's just really incredible mm. and so anyway so it, it it i had always wanted to be a mother and like my mother. And Mm. so, um, So, maybe that comment that this boy said to me, where
1: he questioned my
0: ability to mother because of my business aspirations, like, I feel like maybe that would have, like, not, uh, maybe other girls would have been like, "Mm, you're dumb, you know? (laughs) Right. But I think for me, just because that was such a huge part of who I wanted to be and such a huge part of why I got into entrepreneurship in the first place, like, I was like, Mm. if I can figure out how to build a business online, then, like, maybe I could have significant impact inside of my home and out. Mm. because like, even though I like adore my mother and in every way want to be like her, I knew the applications of my life. I wanted it to be different. Mm. Like I wanted to have something outside of my home mm. and my children. And so anyway, so he said that to me and, you know, I'm trying to be chill and like ask questions to make sure that he just wasn't an idiot and said something right. stupid that needed to be rephrased, <laughs> Right. But, right. Um, but which happens. Um, but he, no, he really meant it. And he's like, no, listen, wow. like, if we get married, like your entrepreneurial pursuits, they're done. Like they were. Wow,
1: really- Holy you know. cow. I know. He was just that's a bull, so dude. Which I
0: didn't know. And he just said, listen, like, if you're going to be a good mom, you can't work. Like, that's just how it works. And again, he's like coming from his own experiences of having a working mom and like all these different things. And so, mm. anyway, so we kind of tried to figure it out for like six, seven more weeks. And like, we just could not get on the same page about that. And so, wow. you know, spoiler like alert that it ended. And so it ended. And um,
1: so this would be in two, 2017 that it ended then?
0: Hmm. Yeah. End of 2016. So we met beginning 2016.
1: is ended end 2016. 2016.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and so I think it, when I, when it ended and I looked at the situation logically, like in my head, I'm like, Oh, well, he's just an idiot. Like he's dumb, you know, but in my heart, um, I mean like, it was like goodnight came over for me. Like I was ready to sign up for a life with him. And so to have wow. somebody that I loved and trusted that much to, Look at what I perceived to be some of my greatest strengths as things that he wanted to like literally kill inside. Right. Of, yeah.
1: Take away. Mm-hmm. Was
0: like brutal and um and it just sent me it it really did like send me into uh a depression which mm-hmm. I had never I I I'm like so grateful but that was like the first time that I had ever felt like that and it mm. scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah, to, I bet. I'm just like a I'm just like a get back up on the horse kind of girl and I just like could not do it and and I think the reason why it was just so shattering for me was because I think like his comment combined with like the loss of him like combined with like this like weird depression that I like came out of left field that I had never experienced I think it caused me to question almost everything like all of a sudden I was like I was like what is even like the purpose of marriage and do I even want that Mm. and like what's the purpose of parenting or motherhood and is that even something I wanted and then also like entrepreneurship like is that something I want what's the purpose of that like is it vain for me to want this influence to like want to have more right and um and also I was like I don't know like I mean I'm a super religious person you're a religious person I was like is this just like what I was taught to believe was the right thing right do I just want this because I grew up seeing this and so I just like, I didn't have the answers for those questions. And I think that's what sent me like just floundering was because I'd been like so rooted in these truths. And for whatever reason, like that experience just like really exposed how, um, not strong those foundations were maybe.
1: Yeah. Can I, can I, can I pause you right there? Because it's such a key point. Okay. So Totally different situation for me this past year, but you were about 25 when this happened. Yep. Right. So I'm 25 now. My birthday is in February. All Mm -hmm. right. So February of this year, I turned 25 years old. March of this year, about a month and less than a week later, my brother died. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about deep seated roots of, hey, did I just grow up believe, like, is the reason that I believe this? just because you know I was taught this my whole life right yeah that is like so much of what i've been going through the last 8 months and it is mm-hmm. probably the single greatest reason that i'm going on this trip and like not <laughs> to make this about me like i just want to like kind of draw some no, I parallels love this. here because like for me i grew up christian i grew up very 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 conservative and like yeah. i could go into some of the things that like we did but like i think you get it right and for those of you listening i've talked about it before and like, my parents have kind of come out of that now, like that, that a certain extent, and I love my parents to death. Um, but like, how I grew up was almost like, almost cult-like, right? Of mm-hmm. Like, this is what you do. This is right. This is wrong. And so then I come out the other side. I've had the, all these experiences in my life and, and and gone off and seen a lot of the world. And then my brother dies. And I was totally, totally, totally happy sitting in my little hut in Omaha, Nebraska, watching my bank account go up and watching my you know followers rise and never traveling and never doing anything and then my brother died right and that that moment he left behind a 5-year-old son and a, a wife that was pregnant right Ugh. so like that happens and i am like f you god like seriously like what is your deal and so i got really like i started to question a lot of those things and like for me i 100% that there is a god and i 100% believe as of right now that the god of the bible is is the true God, right? But I like look at that and I go, I grew up believing that the Bible was without flaw, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually gone and searched that out. I grew up believing that every other way, you know, to, to heaven, there was no other way to heaven, right? If you were a Jew or if you were, you know, Hindu mm-hmm. or if you were Catholic, like, th- th- there was no other way except for Christianity. And so yeah. I started questioning all of these things. And we talked about it at the beginning, like when you build an audience, when you build a, you know, a a movement, like you got to base that in truth. And so yeah. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to, I had just launched to think different theory, and I had just was like, this is the direction, this is where I'm going. And then that happens. And I'm like, I could sit here and hustle and work and and do everything that I, you know, I'm supposed to do, but at the end of the day, it's all gonna mean nothing until I first go out and figure out what I believe and figure out like it. what I'm doing. And so, like, literally what you're talking about here, while the big traumatic experience that caused that, I think is -hmm. uh, is, is obviously is very different. But I think the result of that of like questioning a lot of things is very similar in a lot of those ways. You know, Oh,
0: I I, like I couldn't agree more. And like, thank you for sharing that, by the way. I think that's like amazing. And I I think I feel really blessed, honestly, like I look back at that experience. And oh my gosh, what a gift. Mm. Like, What a gift for me because it forced me into such a dark place in contrast to where I had ever been that, and and again, so I'm probably like three months into this like depression and again, like suffocating and scared and like, can't get my feet underneath me again. And I don't know what the catalyst was for this, but all of a sudden I was just like, I cannot take this anymore. Like I'm going crazy. And so I, what I did is all of a sudden I just, I like went to my paper and I was like, okay, what questions do I need answered to help me to stop spinning? Like, what do I need to know? And so I wrote down those questions. I, I I said earlier, it was like, what's the role of a parent or a a spouse? And do I want that? What's the role of a parent? And do I want that? And what's the role of entrepreneurship? And so I, I like embarked on this huge study and, um, like deep, deep study. And that lasted about 18 months. and like, and if you know me at all, like I'm like super thorough. So like, not only like a deep study, like for my study on marriage, for example, it ended up like I did a study and it ended up becoming like a 47 page long thesis, like organized and whatever. Cause I was like, I got to figure this out. Anyway, But I was so grateful for that because I think in my studies, I like stumbled upon three, like you say, searching for truths for me. These were like three fundamental truths that, Mm. uh, got me back. And um have kept me firm to the ground ever since. But the first one came from the Bible. And it's in Genesis 320. And for context, like God's created the earth, right? Adam and Eve, here they are, living their best life. They're in the Garden of Eden. And um, and what happens in Genesis 320 is um God says to Adam, like, like what like makes him Eve? And he goes, What shall you call her? And Adam goes, Um, she I'll call her Eve because she's the mother of all living. Mm. And as I was reading that, I realized the context of that is really important because he says that to her while they are still in the Garden of Eden, before she ever actually has children. Mm. So before Eve ever actually has children, she's deemed the mother of all living. Mm. So I all of a sudden that was just like this like monumental shift for me because I thought, oh my gosh, like if she was able to be deemed a mother before she ever had children, then having a child like maybe there's other characteristics of what deem motherhood more than just do you have a child or do you not
1: Right. Have a child? Yeah.
0: And so that kind of, so that was like the first truth that just was like, oh my gosh, like mm. there are other qualifications for motherhood other than do you have a child or not? So then the second one was like, okay, well then what are these things? Like, what does it mean to actually be a mother if it's not solely rooted in do you have a child or not? And so Again, a deep study of scripture, a deep study of religious leaders of all faiths. I read a ton of parenting books and like the general consensus amongst everybody came out to be that um, a mother, and I, and I think this is true for fatherhood as well, but like essentially a parent's um, primary responsibility is to nurture. Hmm. And when you do, when you look into nurture, it actually really just means two things. The first thing is to enable, which literally means to make able something they couldn't do before they can now do. And the second thing is to provide opportunity. So enable mm. and make able. Um, and so all of a sudden I, I felt pretty grounded in that. Like, okay, like that's what a mother is. A mother nurtures. They they enable and they provide opportunity. And so then I started to look into what is an entrepreneur. And if this boy that I dated thought that entrepreneurship was so at odds with motherhood, mm-hmm. then like what is actually Hot. an entrepreneur? And you want to know what? If you do a study of entrepreneurship, do you want to know what the role of an entrepreneur it is? It is to literally enable, to make things that you couldn't do before possible, and to provide opportunity. And oh my gosh, like I remember the moment that that became clear for me when all of a sudden I realized that parenthood literally equals entrepreneurship that what you do as a parent, the exact same role you play as a parent is the exact same role that you play as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like it just became so clear to me. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, like I don't have to decide whether or not I'm going to be a mother or an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even think like a mother and an entrepreneur is the right thing. It was just like, am I going to live up to the truest version of myself? Yeah. Which in my opinion, based on my truce was like a nurturer. Like I was divinely created to be a nurturer. And That's awesome. And I just and I just realized that, like whatever I did inside the walls of my four home, right was going to be a propellant for my success outside the walls of my four home and vice versa. right? as an entrepreneur outside the walls of or the four walls of my home um, to do it inside. and, Oh my gosh, that was just like so significant for me. Now, like disclaimer for anybody that's listening: like, I absolutely expect to get totally rocked the second a child comes into my world, and like, (laughs) I know that's gonna happen, and I cannot (laughs) wait for it. Like, I recognize I'm speaking as somebody that doesn't have children. Like, yes, I've changed four thousand diapers, but I haven't had like so. Like, I want to preface that in saying that, like, (laughs) I know I'm about to get totally rocked, and I can't wait for it. But, but I do really truly believe that an entrepreneur's role and a parent's role is one and the same. And so, um, that, that moment of stillness, when I kind of stopped like you did, and I had to get really clear, like once I like the, the moment of stillness actually started once that truth came clear for me, hmm. because once I had that truth clear, it was like, I, I also had the framework for what it was that I wanted to build. And I, hmm. and I just took a second to pause and say, okay, is everything that I'm doing in line with this these new truths that I believe to be actually true, and um, and am I building something that will enable me to? become the most truest version of myself as a mother and the most truest version of myself as an entrepreneur. And so what I decided to do is, um, so at that point I was, I had an agency and I was building funnels. And like, if you talk to me for like any amount of time, you know, I like geek out about this stuff. Like I'm a freaking funnel freak. I think they're so fun. I think they're so genius. And, um, but I realized that if I wanted to live up to kind of that highest version of being a nurturer, then I needed to play a little bit bigger than the agency role. And, um, and I, again, I needed to have more influence, I think was actually the, the, the word that I thought. And so I thought, well, okay, cool. I actually love what I'm doing. And what I'm doing is important in terms of helping people's products and messages to reach a greater audience. I know how to do that. And the reason I was so good at it was actually because of design. People had actually asked me to make a design course like over and over again. Mm. And so uh, all of a sudden kind of the stars aligned and I thought I need to switch from a uh, primarily agency platform and diversify to be educational as well. And mm. that kind of was the catalyst for actually building CF design school was um, because it, like the truest, truest version, like the truest, truest reason why I did that is because I felt like that switch and starting to sell things more in an educational course program allowed me to enable and provide Mm. opportunity
1: the most that's incredible and i love how you like kind of tied that all together at the end of like how that how that came about and and came out of that yeah when you were going through this at what point did your agency work stop for you to take time off
0: um that's such a good question so for me i um so I, I actually still have agency now so like I'll do pretty big on clients. Most of my stuff is educational but um but when when I came upon that truth, I knew I needed a pivot. Like do you know have you ever felt that before uh, where like yeah where it's like it's like you are not aligned it and is like, it's hard dead. to breathe you're yeah. so unaligned. And so I knew a major pivot needed to happen. So I literally like I finished up the the obligations and agreements that I had signed to. And then everybody else on my waiting list, this was around like, um, when was this? I can't remember, but everybody else on my waiting list, I literally just wrote them an email and was like, Hey, listen, like I'm not taking clients for the next three to four months. Um, and I'll be reevaluating whether or not I'll be taking clients then. Um, but there's no guarantee. So if you're cool to stick around and wait with me, awesome. If not, and you have more pressing needs, I would love to introduce you to somebody. Yeah. And that's literally what I did. And, um, and I just like, again, I finished my obligations and then I pieced. And I just I just thought I, I have to go all in and making this pivot because what I was doing at that point, I didn't know if it was aligned with these truths I had learned.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's super, super important. I think some people like want to use the excuse of like, oh, I need to pivot because I'm not in alignment as like shiny object syndrome to like try something mm-hmm. new. And so I, I want to like preface that by saying like, If you haven't stuck with something for more than like, you know, a month or two, maybe hopping to the next thing isn't the greatest thing. But like if you're... When you're fully, fully in something and you're going down a path and you know that like six months, a year into the future, this is not in alignment with what you want to be, Mm -hmm. you know. At least I do. And it sounds like you did as well.
0: And I love the agency model. Like I still teach the agency model. I still always do the agency model. It helps you to learn and learn so many skills. And I think it is a great means for process of elimination of what you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> because For, you work with so many different types of people. And so um, so yeah, like I this I'm not trying to like have a narrative on like agency model is bad.
1: And I think that I think that agency models, when you learn how to do an agency model correctly, I think that it makes coaching model and education model become that much like you you're that much better at it. Like I've seen a yeah. lot of people that try to start out with the education side of things. And yeah. like, there are exceptions and some people are just naturally gifted in teaching. But like, yep. when you deal with clients, and you deal with the headaches that go with that, and you learn yep. how to problem solve those headaches, you yep. can now go and problem solve those headaches that much better for your students and the people that you're actually well, teaching. You, just,
0: you have everything. reps, you know, right. you put right. your reps right. in. And um, yeah, I think it gives and it, I, I know for me, right, like when I watched, launched CF Design School, like, it was way less scary because it wasn't like, oh, I hope people will buy into this concept. Right. It was like, no, this is what's actually working.
1: Right. It's actually, <laughs> yeah, and you have that there. Now, I, yeah. I do have to ask, and I will let you be the determiner of how much you want to share on this. I don't want to, you know, pry too yeah. hard it. But like when you pivot and, you know, you're finishing off contracts, I assume that there was a little bit of overlap there as far as like, you know, building and, and contracts, maybe not, but yeah. how much financial risk going into something like this, did yeah. you put up? Because obviously there's the the living costs of everything. But totally. like going through and proving a new concept, like yes, you can sell beta and yes, that can offset a lot of your costs and whatnot. But like typically speaking, I don't you know, I have no idea how much you had in savings or whatever or how much it costs. But like what was the risk going into that? Were you like I'm cool with this all fails, I can fall back in the agency stuff. Were you all in on this? Like life yeah. savings, like balance or like where was that?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. And um I think uh how do I really want to answer? Like cause the answer is kind of both, I think, but I I really was I just knew this was where I needed to go. Yeah. And so I went like all in life savings. And so wow. I had at that point, cause cause that was the thing too. Like, I think you know this, like for me, I'm like pretty pro risk, especially as like, even three, especially even more, three years ago, like, yeah, yeah. I'm 25 years old. I'm building this business. I'm like living in a town an hour south of Salt Lake City where my rent is $400 a month. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I have no kids. I have no dependents. And so for me, I'm like, let's go. You know what I mean? And right. so, like, I was pushing a lot more. So I was pushing actually a lot into my business. So when I um, paused everything, I had probably like 30K in the mm. bank, and um, which, for where I was is like a lot of runway.
1: Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You can get a lot. I mean, you could beg, borrow and steal your way for a whole year on 30,000. And
0: so honestly, like I, so what I did for about three months is I just was still, and I just paused and, and like, I got clear on the fact that I wanted to do an education platform. But like, in that time, I did like a ton of writing. I hired a coach to help me get clear. I like tried to like expand my mind. So I did things that like I'd never done before to like intentionally make myself uncomfortable. Like, I did like improv classes and nice. like I ran a tough mother. Yeah. Like,
1: Cause you're a, I,
0: <sighs> I was just trying to like get out of myself to get clear on what it, what else that I was trying to do. So after about those three months, I was like, no, I love this stuff too. I've paid my dues. I know how this stuff works. Right. I could, I could do this. And so, um, then I spent about six months really, really building this. And, um, I don't know, people have like, in hindsight, do you wish you would have done a beta? And like, I don't know, maybe, but I was really grateful because like, And I, and I think I had the liberty to do this because I had had an agency model and I was a certified partner. For sure you
1: did. For sure you did. There's no question. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like
0: Mm. I launched it, like when it launched, it was ready to go. Like Mm. it was ready to go. And, um, anyway, but I, I do have to say like, in hindsight, I think I probably could have launched it even like two months sooner than I Mm. did. I think Mm. I was a little scared, you know, like I think I love creation mode, but sometimes creation, like truly introvert, like my, my. Like even getting on this podcast today, I even love you, Josh. Like and like I think you're so fun and so easy to talk to, but like I have to like gear up. Mm. And then but then once I'm here, I love it. And And then I like I get confused about why I get anxious about doing that. But like my most comfortable days are when I just get to like be on my computer and just like Mm. build and pound out. So I have been doing that that for like four-ish months. And so I was like pretty out of my wow. Right.
1: You built that for a while.
0: Yeah. And so I was pretty out of my groove in terms of like, I was in building mode, not necessarily marketing mode. And so, yeah, it took me a second. So I think I, um, I, I could have launched it earlier. I, I was definitely a little bit afraid. And so when I finally did launch, um, it ended up being like almost six months later, which was so three months of stillness, six months of building, I'm nine months out. And like we were getting close to running out of money, <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, again, I probably could have played that a little bit differently, but in hindsight, like it's all worked out great. Yeah, but and it I works think, out fine. Yeah, yeah, and again, it it was just like, well, this thing's got to work, and I knew I knew it would work because I had also like tested it, like like people had paid me consulting fees to teach them design hacking. So like yeah. I knew people wanted this, I knew people wanted to pay for it, but um. Anyway, so then for uh, I launched it, and um, we've been able to do super well. Like that first five months, we I got a hundred people in the course, which is awesome. So six That's figures, amazing. in five months, and then um, just getting so much smarter. Like just did a joint venture just a little bit ago, and like we did six figures in ninety minutes. So amazing. like we've been able to really um, expedite the sure process yeah. of getting people in. But um,
1: and I think that people yeah. need to understand because like there's so many different ways to launch a program. So like so reason. Recently- yeah, so like recently, we I launched a program called Selling with Confidence, and mm-hmm. um, that launched two months ago. I love it is, it. It's not completed yet. Um, it, there is enough information in that program to get people results. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I've been studying recently is the, the the different types of offers. You have improvement offers, and you have new opportunity offers, right? Mm-hmm. And by the time it's all done, it's going to be a new opportunity offer. But when I validated it, you know, the beta round that we did, it was funny because I didn't know whether or not this program was going to sell. I, mm-hmm. I knew that I could teach it really, really well. But yeah. I, you know I'm starting to think different theory. I'm like, I'm not going to be business mode all the time anymore. I believe that sales is a really, really good program. I mean, sales mm-hmm. is a really good skill to have, but I also believe systems is. And totally. so I actually created like two little $97 offers. And I list them both in the same funnel, like as two different options for upsells. Yeah. And this one sold like four times better than the system was one. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, here okay, we go. There we go. So it started as like a little $97 upsell. I immediately upped the price to, you know, thousand. It's going to be, a, you know, by the time it's all done, it's going to be like a $5,000 program. It's I be love sick. it. But we did that. And in the first two months that we have launched, mm-hmm. and once again, like I'm still building the program, right? Um, well, mm-hmm. we're going to have most of it done but before uh, we leave um, or bef- before I take off on the world trip. But yeah. um, we've done student revenue in the last two months has just crossed over $300,000 in awesome. student revenue, right? So and it's like, my the program's not even done yet, right? And yeah. so like, you've got to know, I, I think that you know, you trust your gut with ultimately what, what you're comfortable with and what you, you know best. Yeah. I've launched several programs in the past. The first one I launched, there is not, there's no chance in the world I would have released a program, my first program without having, I mean, without it being done. Right. I was like, nobody does that. Right. But on the flip side, like, so when you go and do these things, I think that's like true with life as well. Like you've got to ultimately find what works for you. There's a lot of ways to have success, but it's interesting to hear like what you went through and the mental processes that you went through to get to that point. I think that's super, super cool.
0: Yeah. And well, and I think it's so true, right? It it just totally depends. And I mean, I've launched Program since that literally all of a sudden there was like a need for it and I was like done. I have the teams to do this. I have the skill set to do this. I can literally put this in place by Monday. Yeah. So like so something somebody need was like more like a one on one kind of uh, like strategy coaching program. I was like done. I know stuff like the back of my hand. Yeah. I literally had the idea on a thir- on a Wednesday. The next Monday I set up a whole week of phone calls and in that week I closed over thirty thousand dollars of stuff.
1: Yep. It was yep. just like
0: easy, done in a week. Mm. Whereas again, before it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Right, right.
1: How big's uh, your team?
0: How big's my team? So right now I have five people. and um, and But then depending on projects, I'll bring in other people. But like five that are like always retainer. Um, I have somebody that does my traffic. I have two assistants. I have um, somebody that helps me with my branding and videography. Nice. Um, and then I have like a project manager type. And then nice. depending on if we have kind of other projects so like we have design hacking live coming up march of next year
1: Congratulations on that by the way
0: Isn't that awesome it's going to be I'm
1: so excited I I I will be there if I'm in the country. You better For, believe Yeah, it. let's go. But, it's but gonna be I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be in the country or not. So okay. I can't otherwise I would have bought tickets already. But I just you wanna know, know
0: what I appreciate this playing hard to get, Josh. Like it's working. Like it's, I'm like, is he gonna go Is he not gonna go?
1: I don't know. I'm really not trying to play that. <laughs> I'm I'm legitimately saying, like, I watched the video. I I've okay, so I've funnel hacked you entirely. Like I I like basically the day or two after I got home from OfferMind, I was like, okay, she seems to know what she's doing. Let me do this. And there's a couple people. Any, anytime I go to an event, I, I look for those one or two people that I can yeah. just like really, really learn from. And so yeah. I get back from OfferMind and I like immediately sign up for your webinar. And I was yeah. like, there, I do not care what she says in the email. I'm not going to buy because I want to get all the way through the sequence. Right? yeah. yeah. so I get through and it's like email after email after email. And then the one where it's like, do you want to hop on a call? And I was like, there is no way she's offering phone calls herself. And that's why I knew your team was bigger than just like one or two people. And I yeah. was like, okay, there, there's got to be something. So I was always curious about like how big that actually was.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, what's interesting is for the first while I took all the calls.
1: I'm sure you did. And I still take, I mean, I just sold. <laughs> I'm so sad, cracker. I got to be honest with you. I sold my company and we had five people working for us. Yeah. So now I have nothing. <laughs> and like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I have, I I, I shouldn't say that. I have Anne, who does all my customer service stuff, she's amazing. And Carrie does my she's project. Awesome. Management.
0: She helped facilitate this. Let's go, Anne,
1: Anne. Anne is awesome. She's the sweetest, awesomest lady. And Anne, if you're listening and or we love you, Ann.
0: We love you, Anne. She's
1: awesome. <laughs> I, we love you, Anne. Um, but like, for, like we had a, a designer and a project manager, and like we could just go. And anytime there's tech stuff, I was like, take care of it. Take care of it. Take care of it. And yeah. I was like, I'm the one that's got to take care of it. And I know you're an office fan, right? Like you like the office.
0: Oh, of course.
1: Okay, so. I love The Office. It's my second favorite TV show. How I Met Your Mother is still better. But um, there's that thing in there when Michael Scott like knocks over all the stuff in the warehouse and he looks at Daryl and he's like, we'll get someone to clean that up. And he's like, (laughs) we're the ones that gotta clean that (laughs) up. And I was like, that's how I feel right now. I'm like, God, I'm the one that has to clean this up. Or I'm the one that has to fix it. So props to you though for having that. Thank you. Okay, we're... So much, there's so many things that I wanted to talk to you about. And I'm really mad at you for not scheduling uh, this call.
0: It's not um, you, it's me, I swear.
1: Okay, this, this particular time. But I do, I, I do want to, because we, we have rapid fire questions that we get to, and we can yeah. get to that. But I kind of want to like pivot into, you've got Design Hacking Alive coming up, which mm-hmm. I'll try to be at there if I can. If I'm in the country, I, I promise yeah. I'll try my very, very, very best. Um it. And um that, but I want to kind of know like, okay, what you're doing vlogging, right? Mm-hmm. Which... Awesome. By the way, I'm a huge fan of vlogging. We're, uh, when I go travel, we're going to do vlogs, which is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um. You've got Design Hacking Live. You've got ClickFunnels Design School, which kind of run together, right? Yeah. So, like, give us the 6 to 12-month vision or yeah. even maybe a little bit further than that. Like, what's next for you? And, yeah. like, how does somebody... Actually, let's start with that. Just what's next for you? What's
0: next? I think that's such a good question. Yeah. Um, okay, 6 to 12-month vision. I'm going to give you... It's kind of twofold. Cool. Um. Uh, So I'm gonna give you the big picture and then what that actually looks like on the ground so big picture What I actually love is automations and systems like that's where my brain geeks out Like that's what my number one best-selling book is about. Mm. Yeah, like that's what my book is about like my company's actually called automate Academy and um, And so I actually do like a lot of consulting and help in terms of like building systems and I anyway I love that stuff and so um, and I actually like design hacking, what it is, it's a six step repeatable science that shows you how to design converting funnels that happen mm. to also look good. Like mm. it's like, it it is automation to its core. It's like you do this over and over and over again. And so it's just an extension of automation. And so like right now I'm like pretty known in the funnel world as like the funnel design girl. And I think that's awesome. I think like in the next 12 months or so, I probably want to try and, uh, shift a little bit more out. I've been really loud about my design hacking stuff just because, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of just vented me as a, as an authority figure in there. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think next 12 months will kind of be expanding out into more automation stuff because, um, especially like a lot of my design hackers, they're ready to actually expand or like people like you, right. It's like, right. Hey, listen, like you, you kind of know the gist around funnels and like, honestly you could put, you could put your assistance through my program, but like, Hey, let's, let's talk the game of automation. Like, right let's talk how to do this. And so I can serve a much bigger customer base, but, um, and in fact, actually design hacking live, like day one is all about design hacking. Day two is all about systems. How do you explode this thing? So I'm actually really excited, but nice. so that's kind of like the big picture of like, end all be all is, uh, for the next 12 months is expanding to become like, not only the design hacking guru, but the automation guru. So that's what mm. I'm really excited about. But for the next six months on it, like that's 12 months, like six months, I am like so happy to stay in my lane Good. and like, Um, I've, I've been trying to be really strategically loud about my specific product and the solutions I can provide, um, simply because, uh, like it works and there aren't the, 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 the volume of people that should be in there aren't. and. I mean, we have like a lot in there, but not that should be. And so it's been awesome. And and it's just super amazing. Like you were at OfferMind. So, you know, like Steven Larson was like, the second you think you're being too loud is the second that people start actually listening. Yeah. And I've just experienced that like so much. Like I can't, I can't drop it right now because I'm not allowed to. But like, like there are some like major announcements that I'm like so hyped to talk about in the next like two to three months in regards to like what's happening for, the design funnel design space in terms of like its relationship with design hacking that have happened solely because I've been strategically loud. Hmm. And so like with my team, like we've literally been running what we call the smoke them plan, where it's like we are so strategically loud with our content that like you just can't hear everybody else.
1: You just smoke them out. That's awesome. That's awesome. And
0: um and again like i I I love that lane and it's such an awesome facilitator for building like really loyal customer bases who will then need my automation products. Um, and again, so the ones that are ready, I just do consulting with them one on one. Um, but then we'll eventually start to build out like actual kind of bigger programs for that. That's so awesome. I'm really excited.
1: So that's the six to twelve month vision. Okay, I have one more question for you before we go to rapid fire questions at the end, because I want to be respectful of your time. I know you have to okay. get off. Um, but one of the things that I talk a lot about on this show and just with my content and and, and whatnot is um Timing, but more specifically, like networking and the importance mm-hmm. of networking, the importance of building relationships. Uh, I believe that sales is probably the most valuable skill that any single person can have, and I believe yeah. that networking is simply the ability to sell yourself well, right? Um, and so, uh, if you could do that, you know, problem solve, build relationships, things of that nature. And one of my big—I don't even know I know—or if I want to call it a success story, but it certainly is that. If if we want to call it that, is my relationship with Steve Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve is a very, very good friend of mine. Um, And we are um, like, we became friends right when he left ClickFunnels. And I I see this and I'm like, Steve is going to be really, really big. And I know that. So at that point, before he was big, before he became the guy who he is, I became his friend. I dreamed 100 the crap out of him. And I just kind of rode that up. And I've gotten a lot of business and a lot of exposure because of that. That was not my yep. intention, right? But like, I, I genuinely took an interest in, in that and, and built that relationship at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you are maybe not quite at the speed of Steve Larson because he had a little bit of unfair advantage, but I believe that you're going to be big, right? Mm-hmm. And that you are like, you know, you're going into this, you found your zone, you're going to be able to do this. So... For the listener there that's listening right now, if they wanted to yeah. dream 100 you, if they wanted to... <laughs> no, I'm serious though. If they wanted to be your friend and yeah. they wanted to go out there and, and, and make an impression on you, what like what stands out to you? Like What's sure. going to get your attention and be like, oh, I'm going to keep my eye on that person?
0: Okay. That is such an amazing question.
1: And by the uh, way, if you're listening right now, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> that is such an amazing question. Um, well, maybe let me... Uh, I'm going to give you something that's happened to me that was a terrible example, something okay. that I have to appreciate because I can feel the effort, but it wasn't that effective. But okay. it's like, but it's like, you're grateful, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that actually works. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm just reminding you, we do have rapid fire questions though. So
0: this is going to go down in 30 seconds.
1: Perfect. Let's rock. Okay. It
0: thing that doesn't work is um, if somebody just pitches me their thing immediately. Like, Mm. (laughs) Hey, just like, can you do this? And, and if, if it doesn't even relate, like if I don't even know them, right. Like I've done joint ventures with people. I'm so happy to sell products that relate to my customer base within there. But like, if I don't know who you are, like, I just, I don't have the time to go figure out who you are. So like, can you just comment on my stuff and like post relevant things, like just be in the space. So that's number one, just like, just don't come out at me too hot. That's number one. Number two thing where it's like you, you love them because you feel the effort, but like, doesn't work. Right. Is like, Um, like again, like even just the other day, like yesterday, like, and such a good guy. And if you're listening, such a good guy, right? Like, but sent me this $250 audio thing with no, no. And I'm like, I'm confused. Like, like my whole thing is like, what, like you're giving me gifts, which is like a very Dana Derek's things to do, which like, I'm very appreciative, but like, I don't understand what you want from me, you know? So it's a little bit tricky. The third one. And I think this is like pretty, um, counterintuitive, but I go to a ton of events. I know you go to a ton of events and Um, I think because just the nature of it, everybody's always posturing like, "Hi, I'm so-and-so I do this, 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 and this, and they're like trying to posture the whole time. And I have only like, I have like, I, I went to a two Club X event. Um, and I, when I was at the event, there was only one person who didn't try and posture with me. And it was a couple and their names are Adam and and Brianna Flores. They're amazing. You should go follow them. And the way that they didn't posture, and you can tell people that are chill with themselves and who are not, not not a false confidence, like truly certain in who they are, because they don't talk about themselves. Yeah. Like immediately they sat down and they're like, Catherine, like, how are you? Like, Kevin, tell me, like, I've seen a little bit what you do on the internet. I've been so fascinated. Like, tell me more about what you do. Great. Awesome. Like, what does this look like for you? Amazing. Tell me about your background. And like, it was the first person that had shown an interest in me, instead of trying to like get something from me. And so like, even now, like literally he wrote me today and he's like, hey, like I have a a ton of huge funnel gigs for you. Do you want them or do some of your students want them? Right. Right. That will end up being tens of thousands of dollars. And like, what an awesome way to network. And just really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. And so like, again, I think that probably a lot of people might answer like, oh, send me X, Y, and Z. But for me, I think it's like a greater principle of like, how do I give rather than take? Yeah. And for me, like, again, my biggest love language is like, aggressive inquisitiveness in a way that's like meaningful. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I think... Um, but I mean, I'm I'm so eager to help and connect just because people have been so nice to do that with me. Yeah. Um, but just be classy about it, I think. Be classy about it. Yeah, be classy.
1: Don't just, don't just send you random $250 audios. Yeah,
0: but like, I think you're an awesome Whole example, person. right? Like you're keeping me in your life. You're like, check out this drone. And we like geek out about vlogging over Voxer. And like, Oh yeah, that's true. It's like, that's awesome. I'm like, this is a cool dude. And like, obviously I'm like, cool. Like I would trust you to do anything with you because you're a normal human. So
1: look at that guys. We made a friend. I made a friend. Yes, Josh. I, I, I have friends. Some people question whether or not I have friends. You nailed it. You absolutely. I have, I nailed have one it. friend that uh, is publicly willing to say that we're friends. I got friends. you. Look at that. I, got I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. Okay, um, that was awesome. Uh, let's move to rapid fire questions because yeah, I'm excited. everybody. Um, we do just a couple fun, fun questions, or whatever, and then we end one or we end the podcast with one question that we ask every single person that comes on here. So I love here's it. here's the moment of truth for you. Okay. Have you ever listened to one of my podcast episodes?
0: I love, I love you so much, but no, I haven't.
1: Okay. At least you're honest. No, okay. <laughs> it's actually probably good because if you haven't, that way you'd have no way to prepare for that final question, which is really good. Yeah. Um, we like to be a little Okay. You fly a lot. You travel a lot. Favorite airlines yes. to fly on?
0: Oh, Delta. Hands okay. down. Okay.
1: I love Delta. That's my favorite one as well. I yes. Have American Express Platinum card. It's awesome. Okay. Yes, yeah, same. Um, are you a car person at all? Like, do you have like a favorite sports car that you want? Or no. Okay.
0: um, My dream car is a 1967 Volkswagen van, turquoise on the bottom, white on top, white interior leather. Anything other than that, I could care less.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I know that's hard for you. In fact, I just won no. The- you
1: know what's hilarious is that's like my dad is like obsessed with Volkswagens. Oh my gosh! Obsessed with them. So Love I just
0: Volkswagen. won the I just won the ClickFunnels Dream Car Award, and so you have to like go like they have like a certain thank then you. Congratulations!
1: Like, round of applause. Thank you. It. So
0: they have like an approved list of cars you can get, and they're and all like not. I best. mean, a Tesla's like sick, like a Tesla's sexy. Like maybe I might want a Tesla one day, but like it's all these like muscle cars. I'm like I could care less. I'm like I'm like I just want a Volkswagen van. So I literally actually just like fedangled it and I'm like listen I just want the cash like can I get the cash and so they're actually going to give it to me which I'm like really excited about so okay,
1: congratulations on that. Oh, yeah. But I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. You could you could give me the Tesla. I'm, <laughs> I'm just
0: Yeah, sure. I'm, I mean yeah, we are friends, right? We yeah, did That's establish- right.
1: You just established <laughs> that. So I'll I'll take it. I yeah. mean you got, you got till March to decide. Actually, here's the deal you give me the tesla bring it to design hacking live and i will yeah. make 100 for sure that i am at that i feel
0: i feel like this relationship <laughs> turned really weird off.
1: <laughs> okay um keep it keep it going here um yeah. dream like bucket list item that you absolutely have to do someday before you die
0: um before i die i am like a theater buff and so, like, I want to do something about the next year, but I, I want to go to New York City for, like, two weeks and literally just go to the theater every single night. I just like, go to the awesome Broadway night. tickets, just, like, like third row every single night and just geek out. That's
1: awesome. Really yeah. All right. Um, well, I was going to say, what's your, like, guilty pleasure uh, thing, but I, I think that that might have just answered it. Is, yeah. is that theater? Also,
0: or? infomercials and Hallmark movies. So if you want some guilty pleasure, pleasures, love infomercials. Like, you know, like, the 30-minute ones that play late at night? at like two. Yeah,
1: you like those.
0: I just think they're so fascinating. I'm like, I'm, I'm just fascinated that like, obviously maybe they work for someone. I just, yeah. I just love to watch them.
1: That's uh, all right. All right. <laughs> well, Catherine Jones, everybody. There um, we go. You're like, right. maybe, maybe I don't want to be your friend anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not like that, but that is a little weird, but I, I I, I get what you're saying though. Cause I like to, I like listening to radio ads and I'm like, yeah, this actually works. So, yeah. okay. Last question for you. Question that it. We ask everybody. Okay. Fast forward to the end of your life, you are (laughs) on your deathbed and everything that you've done, every person that you have come in contact with, all your fame, your money, everything, it's all gone. However, every single person that you have uh, influenced or touched either directly or indirectly in your whole life, Mm -hmm. you get to leave them with one final message, word of wisdom. What is that message?
0: Be ruthless in making decisions that help you to stay aligned with the
1: truest version of yourself be ruthless in making decisions that help you stay in alignment with the truth version of yourself yeah all right That's it. well there it is all yep. right ladies and gentlemen katherine jones round of applause thank you so much for coming on i, I, I it. loved it um i i really, really am bummed that you had to go because we could probably talk for another hour or two on, on just crazy stuff but we'll, maybe we'll do it again okay. um soon um any last words from you? And I want to give you, I, for, I am so sorry. I totally forgot about this because we were in conversation. I want yeah. you to like pitch yourself or like tell people where they can find you. Like I liked you that earlier, but where yeah. can people find out more about you?
0: Totally. Um, if you have a funnel that's not converting or you want to learn how to design funnels that convert and sell them, that's what my product's all about. CFDesignSchool.com. If you just want to follow along, Josh is a vlogger. I'm a vlogger. At, at Miss Catherine Jones on Instagram, that's where I'm at. Or at Automate Academy on YouTube. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think that's uh that's where you can come check me out. Instagram is probably my favorite place. So come at MS Catherine Jones.
1: At MS Catherine Jones, we will link it down below. We will also link uh ClickFunnels Design School down there. Watch her webinar. It's actually super, super good and entertaining. It's unlike any webinar you've probably ever watched. I do have to ask super, super fast, when yeah. did your name change on Instagram? when
0: Russell Brunson messaged me and told me to change my name on Instagram.
1: When Russell Brunson tells you, you hashtag do what Russell says. Literally,
0: he's like, I bet your engagement would go up a billion percent if you change this. Within 30 seconds, I'm like, done.
1: Done. Uh, Awesome. (laughs) Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Um, Guys, as always, Hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because that is what free thinkers do. It's what we do. We think different. We do it different. We understand things different. And that's what's going to allow us to change the world. I love you all. And I will see you on the next episode. Take it easy, fam. Peace.